0: Welcome to the Anfield Talk podcast, after Liverpool have lost 4-1 to Manchester City. Um, that's three losses in a row at home, at Anfield, since like 1964. Um, lads, I've got, uh, I've got Ant and I've got Robson with me um, after that defeat. We thought that there was going to be a reaction. We thought that we'd at least get some sort of fight from uh, Liverpool. But it looks like we we got nothing at all. Robson, how are you
1: feeling? Um, pretty shit. <laughs> it's uh, it's becoming too much of a regular thing. This and today was sort of from different uh, different places, different areas of the pitch that kind of let us down. But it's still just been a similar story as what it has been since around Christmas, really. And we're getting into mid February now, and it's still the same, which is not uh, not great.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, um, I think we can say for everyone, like, it's, it, it was, today was just, uh, I guess, just the, it's kind of like the, the, the the kind of build up of the past few months, coming up to this game, and it's just kind of everything just gone to
2: shit uh, in one game. And how are you feeling? It just, it feels like Groundhog Day, doesn't it? We, I feel like I'm going round in circles with the team at the minute. Every, every, every game is the same. You have the hour before kick-off where you've seen the team, you get quite excited, you're like, oh, maybe today's the day that we play good football. And then the game happens and it's, it just ends up being a damp squib of a 90 minutes and then we all feel depressed afterwards because we've not scored a goal from open play and we've been battered by City.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, it feels like Hog Day. Every game, you feel like something's going to change. You feel like these guys are going to go back to the way that they used to play. But if but for some reason, it's just not happening. Like it doesn't feel, I, I don't know what's happened to the team. It doesn't feel like this team is that mentality monsters. the team that went to finals, lost them and then went back and won them. You know, went to title had title races where they missed out by one point, even though they got, you know, ninety-seven points. Then went back and won them. So it's just, it's just a bit strange seeing that we're we're here with no fight. And I think one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is, you know, this centre back issue. Like, is it really an issue now, or is it the case that we're just not dealing with it in the right way?
1: I think, um, I think first of all, before before I get onto that, I just want to say like. You can lose to Manchester City and, and play brilliantly. You can be fantastic and lose. There's no normal, like, any shame in losing to Manchester City. You know, they're a fantastic team with fantastic players. Um, but that performance was an absolute joke, to be honest. And the, the manner in which we lost was is a truly embarrassing. And this is the second time in a few months that this has happened now uh, that they've put four past us. Um, but, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't even know if it's a if it's a centre-back problem anymore. I think it's more of a midfield problem and the fact that uh, those players that are playing at centre-half are not in midfield, and that's where we're missing them the most. There was a slight couple of minutes where Henderson was uh, slightly further up the pitch and he was chasing the ball down. And it was the, mo- the most energy I've seen out of any midfielder in our team for the past two months, and he wasn't even in midfield. He was He was out of position, really, because he should have been at centre-half. And it just made me crave Jordan Henderson in midfield again. Um, And it just, you know, I thought Klopp's substitutions were really poor. What hope have you got when you're bringing Shaqiri off the bench and Milner? Not that I have a problem with James Milner, but, I mean, bring them off a bench in that kind of game, it massively backfired. Um, And, yeah, you know, like, we just, which I I personally thought Klopp maybe should have brought Kabak off. I didn't think we had anything to lose, really. I uh, should have brought Kabak off the bench and um put him maybe for Thiago because I think he had a poor game and put Henderson in midfield and seen what would have happened from there but of course he he didn't do that and brought on Shakiri instead who's just it's just pointless you might as well play with 10 men at the moment when you play it, when you have him on the pitch.
0: Uh, and ha- how much of this do you think that is on Klopp in terms of the way he's setting up the team? Like I mean we we kind of spoke about the transfer deadline day on the last pod. Um, like, what was the point of that transfer deadline day if we're still having midfielders playing in defence?
2: I think there there is a very clear limit as to a, the amount Klopp can physically do with the players that he's got available to him. But mm. at some point, he has to realise that throwing the same things onto the pitch every single week and it's just not changing. It's
1: a definition of insanity.
2: It, it literally is. He He's trying the same thing each week against all these different kinds of teams and we're still finding a way to not win the game. And he, he's just got to find some way to change it up. I think with uh, Geny vinaldum and Thiago in the midfield, I think they offer things that are very like too similar to play together, especially as the two eights are in front of somebody. I, I think the, the, it's, they just take away from what he, the other brings to the team. Uh, it, it, the team is crying out for Jordan Henderson and Fabinho to be back in midfield. A midfield three of Fabinho, Thiago and Henderson is probably the best thing that we could be waiting for like right now. And having Ben Davis and Kabak come in, they this week now, before the Leicester game, they need to get themselves integrated in the team. They need to be working overtime to show Klopp that they should be the starting centre-backs against Leicester next week. I don't understand why Nat Phillips didn't start at the back today because just having one of those two midfielders in the midfield would have changed the game for me.
0: Yeah, it just yeah with all of that I think I hundred percent agree. I think with with the situation with the way that is, it feels like he's just going so cautious. It's just it's getting to the point where I feel like he's more in his head than anything. Like this defensive issue, I don't even think it's that big an issue uh, in reality than it is in his head. Um, I think I think one of the things that he's doing right now is he's sacrificing probably the most important part of this Liverpool team, which is the midfield. That engine needs to be perfect, and against a Man City side, it needs to be more than perfect. It needs to be like a thousand percent on it. Um, and today, it, it was just the wrong call. Every, like we, we spoke about it before, we wanted Kabak in, we wanted one of at least one of Fabinho and Henderson in the midfield, especially in a game like this. The midfield today was was a joke, and 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 to be fair, um, I know that we've spoken about it, but a lot of the the, the midfield, all of the midfielders were really poor except for uh, Jones. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, Tiago and Gini had like really really poor games. Um, Tiago probably his first poor game since he's come here. I don't buy into the notion that he's the issue, um, but but um, but yeah, Gini Wananda uh, was really poor the, as well. The, problem... we the the substitutions were absolutely ridiculous.
1: The, absolutely ridiculous.
0: the... Jones. Jones, I found. With, our best player. I don't know why he came off. He was the only one that was actually doing anything that was quite positive, and he's being quite smart. Um, so it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a bit, just a bit crap. And then we have, um, sorry, Robson, what were you going to say?
1: I, I was just going to say, you know, the problem with Thiago is is that I think we've, as much as he's a fantastic uh, player, is that he's one of the worst tacklers I've ever seen in my life. Um, very much Paul schools esque where he's just no. Yeah. It, it just doesn't look like he's ever going for the ball when he makes a tackle, and it's so reckless. And uh, maybe he could get away with that in the Bundesliga, possibly. I'm I'm not too sure, but he can't get away with it in the Premier League. And him getting booked after three minutes, you've seen every time he went near anyone, he was making sure he wasn't even putting mm-hmm. the tackle in, so that he couldn't get like a second yellow. And it's you know when you get booked, and it was definitely a booking in the in the third minute as well. Like I think Michael Oliver made the right decision there. Like I think it definitely was, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you you. You know you're putting yourself in a stupid position when you dive into a challenge like that because you just you now you know you've got to be cautious for the rest of the game and in games like this we've seen over the years what how how much these games become a midfield battle and we just we look like men against boys today it was it was just it was just pathetic really other than Curtis Jones like you say he's he was getting back to like you know his his best games and I thought he he was he was fantastic today and it for him to show up. Too much senior um, professionals mm-hmm. to himself mm. in a game like that. As much as it's brilliant, it's not what you want to see either, yeah. uh, because you shouldn't be able to make them look so poor. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I honestly, I, I don't know what the problem is at the, at the moment. But it, yeah. I don't know if it can even be solved. But next week's possibly an even bigger game than today's game because we need to be yeah. less. Try and get some sort of gap into it and share that we make the top four.
0: And um, we we need to maybe talk about the goals because well we're gonna have to talk about Alisson and his performance. Um, obviously, with Alisson, he's got credit in the bank. I think we all so of much, have much credit got, in the bank, so, much, so credit. much credit in the bank. But I just feel like it's <sighs> kind of like when when things go, go when things are shitty for your team, it feels like these are the kind of things that can just happen. These things that you can never imagine to happen, um, and it's just. Uh, I don't even know what to say to you, but, but what are your thoughts on the
1: Phil the Fodden? Hurry? Mentioned um, Phil and Fodden mentioned after the game that uh, he was used to that they've been working out and training, pressing high up. Um, and I think you could see that was very clear because I, I think Allison gets away with these kind of things quite often, mm. um, not to this extent. Um, he's not normally as careless as that, but but he you can tell that it is kind of a weakness. Um as much as it's a pro in his game as well, um it, it's a bit strange because you see his distribution and, and stuff and his passing is really good, but when it does seem a little bit off, he does seem a bit shaky. Um and like like I say, he's got so much credit in the bank, so you just kinda let this one go, I guess. And it's not like when Carrius made their mistakes on an even bigger stage. You know, he hadn't he had no credit in the bank because he'd been pretty terrible yeah. all season. Whereas Allison's been fantastic for the whole time he's been at the club, and you know he was out with an illness earlier in the week, so I guess that's got to come into consideration as well. But yeah,
2: yeah, and, yeah, I, I think that's a fair point though because I, I think that he's been rushed back just because it's City. If it was anyone else, I don't think he plays. He I plays agree. At all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was he was lucky because it, when the first the, the first time he gave the ball away for a goal, it wasn't the first time in the game that he gave the ball away. He he had a couple a couple moments before that where he's a bit shaky with his distribution.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean I mean with Allison, I, I think I mean we all I think we all had our issues with him as soon as it happened, all of the mistakes. But then you just kinda look back and you just kinda like, you know what? We're all the whole team's been shit. This is shit. Yeah. Everything's shit at the moment. So um, it's very difficult to kind of be too harsh uh, what, on them. All. I, think... I think, yeah. I was just going to say, like, I, I know that it's it's it seems like we're in the in the dumps right now. I mean, I think that we need to maybe obviously we need to adjust our kind of thinking in terms of our aims and targets for this season. Um, but I mean, it's been three four years of of really high standards from this Liverpool team, um, and I think that it's important to remember that. As much as we are kind of, you know, hurting right now and, and, and kind of feeling it. But I I I don't think that we should write off a lot of these players. I think it's just a really bad moment and it's just another hurdle that I think Klopp will get us through. It's just about yeah having that patience for it.
2: I think that uh, yeah. You're gonna go on. I think that Times like this are showing how desperate the team is for some new blood in the team because everybody involved with the squad now, even with all the injuries, if everybody comes back, the only person in the squad that hasn't won everything that there is to win in world football is Diogo Jota. And you saw the difference he made when he was playing. And it's just the desire of that somebody who hasn't won everything with the club. To still win everything, and I think that is why we need to have some some sort of rebuild in the summer is to keep mm. that sort of desire to win.
0: Mm. And I think yeah, we need I mean... to. I think I think it shows when when you have someone that comes in that that think that doesn't think that's front three is amazing, and you know how am I going to get in there? He came in and he he's thinking in his head, I'm taking one of their places because I'm going to be so good, and I'm going to take it, and that's the attitude that we need um, in this squad. Sorry, Robson.
1: No, no, it's fine. I, I was just going to say is when you when you think about Allison making those two mistakes, um, and it's it's costing us two goals. But think about how much the performance of the front three is costing us goals at the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly didn't even see Sadio Mane on the pitch today. I didn't notice he was even playing. Um, and I mean, apart from Firmino's shot in the first half as well, uh, that was that was pretty much it from him. Um, and I just don't know what the issue is with them. They don't seem to be great. Now, you've seen Raheem and absolutely tear our defence apart today. And that's something that we're used to seeing Sadio Mane do. But I can't think off the top of my head the last time I remember Sadio Mane beating a man like that. Um, when we we used to become... It used to be so... It um, it's happened pretty much now every game and I just don't think we're seeing anything from the front three that we're used to and that's what's well, so evident because we're just not scoring goals from open play, we're not creating any chances and when we do go forward we just seem like we, we give up, we get to the box and we think oh there's not a clear cut chance here we'll mm. pass it all the way back to Alisson again and it's just kind of like what well, the, the, this mentality of, of just giving up before the attack yeah. even started really and I just think yeah. it's so bizarre
2: to see, but it's it's yeah. so frustrating as well. It, it, well, it's clear that the team are in their own heads. It's like when we were playing our best football last season and the season before, everything was just instinctive. Nobody thought about what they were doing; it would mm-hmm. it just happened. But n- nowadays, you've got players. You've got Genie Van Alden, tr- say Trent, and then. Uh, Salah on the right-hand side playing a, tr- a, tr- a passing triangle, and they just pass it between them for about four or five passes, and then b- like pass it back to uh, the centre half, whoever's on that side that day. It, it's mm-hmm. just what it is now. But whereas it yeah. used to, it used to be Genie to Trent to Salah, goal.
0: Yeah, yeah. It feels like um, it feels like whenever we get a chance to kind of break
2: or anything like that,
0: it feels like the teams just just it's like they they're playing with someone in their head. Or something in their head, just telling him not to push forward. Like there was a number of times. I mean, even Jones in the first half, he won the ball, and we had a chance to counter attack. He stopped the ball and brought it back. Wynaldum did it about three, four times. Uh, Robertson's done it a million times as well. And even like when there's space to run into, there's nobody making those runs into them. I don't know whether it's a mental issue or a fatigue issue or whatever, or energy issue. I I don't get why this isn't happening. Like, I I know that there's this cautiousness of not leaving us exposed at the back. But at the end of the day, you're not going to score goals unless you push people forward. And we, we used to do that really well. But for some reason, at the moment, everyone just kind of holds back. And nobody really wants to take on the responsibility of pushing forward. It's it's kind a very of, strange, strange situation how we've gone from that team to this team.
1: I don't like um because I keep I keep saying it myself as well about us not having a preseason and stuff like that, and it seems to have really affected us. And I know we do kind of play at a higher intensity than a lot of teams, but no one else has had a preseason either. you mm-hmm. haven't had a preseason and they're still playing fine, you know. Well, everyone else in the league has never got a preseason. We had the same amount of time as them, and it just the form that we're in at the moment is is relegation form really since yep. since after christmas it's it's horrendous two wins in what well, I don't even know. I can't remember how many games it's been. It seems like like so many it just seems like you you, you gear yourself up for a game and just so know it's like been you, nearly
0: two nearly two months I think all this form. maybe just yeah
1: just just really really poor form. I mean we had the Crystal Palace game that was that was great. Um and then we've had the odd thing in between That, that then. feels
0: so long ago. Now. It, of course Do you remember it does, how we were yeah. after that Crystal Palace. I game?
1: remember saying coming on saying it was over we've won the league and then that was <laughs> I remember saying I don't want to be too confident, but but I can't see us dropping it now. I, was, I think I literally said something along the lines of, "Well, we're not going to lose like seven games, so we'll, we'll be fine." <laughs> uh, sorry lads, I think I'm the one. I'm the what problem. I've changed it. Um. Jesus, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've, we've talked about it so many times on many different podcasts, mm-hmm. where I've come to the point, and it's not often it gets to this point where I'm actually speechless when it comes to it because mm-hmm. I don't know what more to say.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, where do we go from here? I guess is is probably the question that we need to start asking. Um, obviously, we've spoken about... table? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we've spoken about. Obviously, um, we've spoken about we've spoken about you know changing our, I guess ambitions for this year. Um I mean what are our ambitions? People say we can still win the Champions League. I never saw a team that can win the Champions League today. Like it's more difficult to win the Champions uh, League. I you know? think
2: that it's it's gonna be a very season defining few weeks for us. Because in it, realistically, in the next two weeks we we've we've got less than next weekend then Leipzig and w- during that time, we could see the integration of two new centre-halves to the side and the return of Diogo Jota. Those, those things altogether, if we get a good result against Leicester, which we will need to see something completely different from what we saw today, and say we get a favourable result in Budapest, because that's where the first, <laughs> the first leg's <laughs> happening for the Champions League. If, if those two games go the right way, then that can be the catalyst for our season to, to kick on and to comfortably finish in the top four. But if not, then it's going to be a tight battle with the likes of Spurs, uh, Leicester, Chelsea, even West Ham for that fourth or third place in the Premier League to qualify for the next season's Champions League. And I cannot state how important that is for the summer.
1: If we, uh, yeah. yeah, if we don't, I mean, if we don't kick on and we miss out on um, Champions League football, that's going to ruin basically the next three, possibly four seasons. <laughs> Because we're not going to be able to get any of the signings in this summer that we want to get in, and Klopp's going to struggle to leave us with a team um, that he's kind of happy with before he ends up leaving in twenty twenty four, whenever it is, and then we could be back to being back to what it was like at the start of last decade, where we're fighting. For, it's just like I feel like we're going back in time, mm. and we're go- like it's just terrifying.
0: Yeah, it feels like. Um... It feels like the the issue is I think there's, there's some of us that realise that it, it's taken a long time for us to get, um, you know, back to the top. And I'm not saying that we were, you know, back to the top in the sense of we, we've conquered football or anything like that. We, we wanted, we had bigger ambitions than that. I think with the way that it's going now, I think the fear is if you don't, if you don't, I don't think anybody in 1990 or whenever we last won the league title before last year was thinking, you know what, we're not going to win the league title in 30 years. Uh, in 30 more years and I think that's the issue. You, when you have your success, you need to make sure you take advantage of it. After we won the Champions League, we bought nobody. After we won the Premier League, we we hardly spent any money. We've hardly spent any money for the past three, four, year, three, four years. Um, you need to be on top of it because the Premier League is competitive um, and you can easily drop off in, in this league. Look at Arsenal now, look at um, you know, United even, they've gone like nine years without winning the league title. It can easily happen. You get into that rut and then it can go back to being shit. Absolute shit. And this, I think I agree with Ant, these next few weeks are absolutely vital. We absolutely have to get top four. Um, if you don't, financially, that's going to be an issue. And they're going to be no Mbappe's, Hallands, or whoever, um, you know, fa- fantasy kind of um, signing that you want. They're not going to come, simple as.
1: It's true. You know, I mean it would, I mean in our lifetimes it's never been this bad. We've never seen us lose three home games in a row in the league. Mm-hmm. Um it hasn't happened since nineteen sixty three. So we have a good right to be down in the dumps about it. And it's even I could I could understand this happening back in uh eleven, twelve, I could understand this happening in you know, even f <laughs> even fourteen fifteen after we sold Suarez. But mm-hmm. we've brought in um, to one world-class player and another fantastic player who, admittedly, hasn't, hasn't played a lot, and we look absolutely awful. And we know all these players in our team. We've got a lot of world-class players on the team. We've got some awesome, mm-hmm. fantastic players on the team, and uh, they're just they're just not playing like it. And I think it is a mental thing. I think they've they've lost all confidence, but they need to find a way to get some confidence back because this is what they're paid to do, and this is mm-hmm. this is the this is their job at the end of the day and uh, the club is really relying on them and the fans are relying on them and we we need them to pick it up. But each each week as it goes on, it just seems to, to get worse. And I, I don't, maybe, maybe the Champions League is the answer because, I mean, I'd still say our squad right now is better than the squad that won it in 2005. Um, but, you know, they had Gerrard to, to dig them up and drag them along by the balls at the moment. Salah's the only one kind of doing that and even then he's not really having an impact on games
2: I do think Jordan Henderson has the capability to do that in midfield I
1: agree, but he doesn't, in a sense he does if he's in midfield Um, but he also, I I don't fancy Henderson to go on and and get a goal and, and pull us back into things, but he can create things, so you are right um but we need that it's more than ever at the moment, and I think a lot of that would come with Van Dyke and things like that being back in the team. Like, but again, I don't think this would have even happened if he was around. Um, so who knows? Again, if, I'm- if
2: if you'll indulge me for a second, and yeah. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna try and put some sort of a positive spin on the situation. If Virgil Van Dyke comes back into this squad next season and we walk the Premier League again, it cements him as one of the best centre halves of all time. One of the best. Footballers
1: of all time. Yes, yeah. so. exactly yeah. that. I, I think
0: he's already in that bracket, and people that don't see that, I think, um, just don't watch him. Um, and uh, but but I, I get your point. I think from a wider point of view, I think it would be the case. Um, I think just, I think just going back to the whole Henderson point of view is that's my issue at the moment. Is it feels like we're we're causing more problems for ourselves. Like, rather than having that one... Yeah, now
1: is the time where we can say... we can. I don't want to do it, but now is the time where we can actually start to criticise Klopp fairly, because yeah. now we've got the centre-hot. And I can, I can kind of understand the fact that they just signed on Monday, and especially with you only getting clearance and just coming in and training and stuff. They've had, like, two or three sessions, and we know how much Klopp loves to... He held off Fabinho for months and all of this, but... He doesn't have time to do that now. I don't care how stubborn he is. He doesn't have time to do it. He needs to throw them in and let them learn on the job. Otherwise, simply because he's got players like Fabinho and Henderson, who if we move them forward can help these players and coach them through the game. Um, But at the moment, we're we're just lost without them in, in that midfield. And we can't, like, I don't know, we can't string anything together without them there. We need them there. The players are there now. We signed them put them in the fucking team. Jesus. At least one of them. I'm going to happily have Nat Phillips play at centre-half with Ozan Kabak if it means uh, Fabinho and Henderson are in midfield.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be happy to lose if we if we do that. I'm not happy to lose, but, I mean, if it doesn't work out then, then you're kind of like, all right, fair you enough. Trying try things. You've seen yeah, Guardiola exactly. change things in the to second half
1: it. and try something, and it worked. We just stayed I mean, the you, same and then threw Milnar and Shaqiri into the mix, and it was...
0: I, I, I think it's going to be a big week, like Ant says, for them to. Um, it's about getting them ready and getting them, uh, you know, getting either Kabak, Phillips, or Davis. They all, all three of them, need to be fighting for those two spots, and just get Henderson and Fabinho in midfield, and, and just let's just show up top four, simple as. Yeah, yeah I think that's at
1: least week. one. At the very, very least, if he doesn't want to move Fabinho out centre half, he needs to put Kabak next to him and put Henderson in midfield. I at think the he's, very, very. Least. I think an I'd rather Fabinho in midfield. I think
0: there's an argument for him moving Fabinho out of defence now because yeah. I think Fabinho is is struggling a little bit in defence, um, especially recently with a lot of the... He's making a lot more mistakes um, now um, and I think maybe if it is going to be anyone, it might need to be him in midfield. But yeah, I, it's, we need some balance back in that, that Yeah. That.
2: I, th- I think that people forget that Fabinho is probably one of the top two defensive midfielders in the world alongside Joshua Kimmich like I, he he just goes under the radar now that he's sort of been shipped back into defence all season yeah yeah. so it's not even just about
0: it's not even just about you know having a midfielder in the midfield it's having one of the best midfielders, best midfielders. in the world in midfield um, I think some sort of solution needs to come I think if Klopp insists on having Henderson and Fabinho, then he has nobody to blame but himself um, in, in regards to it. He needs to change it up. We need to see one of these defenders come through at the very least. Ideally, I think there was no point in doing that transfer window unless we can get both of them into the middle. Um, but yeah, let's yeah. see
1: how it goes. That's, I mean, it's been, <laughs> a, it's been a tough one. A week uh, off at least um, in terms of football. And anyway, I'm sure we'll be back get some point to talk about that Leicester game and how incredibly important it is um, so I mean look forward to that but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, at least we don't have to worry about any midweek games or anything I think
0: um, on the plus side I think we've got a week till Leicester I think Klopp's going to be working with the, the guys hopefully they'll get some sort of solution out of it and just take it one game at a time and just make sure that we get this top four now <laughs> and get as close to City as possible as close to the top as possible um, and let's see how our form is when it comes to those uh, Champions League games. I mean, we don't want to. we have to remember uh, just on a kind of positive spin at the end of this, you know, these guys have won everything. They've won the Champions League, They've won the league, They've won the World Cup championship, the super Super Cup. They've given us the best moments we've had as Liverpool fans uh, over the past thirty years in my lifetime. I've not seen seen it as good as this Liverpool team. Um, so they're going through this very very difficult period with a lot of mitigating circumstances, including the injuries, including the schedule, including COVID nineteen, all of those kind of things. So I guess try and try and remember all of that when it comes to this Liverpool team, and they will come back. I have every faith in Klopp. I think all of the lads here they have every faith in Klopp to sort turn this around. We just need to give them a bit of time and and, and let them go through this.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. Uh... I just read some of Klopp's quotes from after the game, and I don't even want to open this can of worms. Mm, yeah, yeah,
0: fair enough. Let's leave it at that then. Thank Let's you, guys. Leave it at for, this, for please.
1: <laughs> what he said? Uh, okay, uh, he's gone. Um... <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> It's a really good performance from my side. Very good. I can see you disagree, but oh well. The result is not good, but big parts of the game were brilliant from my side. I really liked it. We played really good football in the first half. Yeah, we played okay football in the first half in the last 10 minutes, but other than that, it was really fun. Oh,
2: I mean, um, he's,
0: he's not going to rip him apart. In,
2: in, no,
1: of course he's not. Yeah, game. I can understand. Well. As, he's he's yeah. also said it's not the last game of the season. There are a lot of games to come. If we played more often like we did tonight, we would not be 10 or 13 points behind C. Well, oh, I don't know about that, mate. I don't <laughs> believe that, to be honest. Yeah, because that was, it was one of the worst performances performance out, out of them. But yeah, I feel like someone leave it just at that.
0: maybe just give Klopp a hug. Just give him <laughs> yeah. a hug. Yeah. Telling me he's done Put a great. A socially job. distance hug. <laughs> yeah, just give him a great. Just telling me he's done a great job, and, and just just relax for the rest of the season, and just make sure we get top four. That's it. It's not a you know, it's not no big thing, and we go again next season. Yeah. Cool guys, thank you for joining me. It's been a oh, pleasure. It's been good you. to talk this through. I feel. Nice. I feel it's a fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel a bit better. I hope our listeners feel a bit better. Um, yeah. Thank you to Anthony, who's first time coming on uh, the Anfield Talk podcast since we restarted it and uh, Robson thank you both for coming on
1: no problem my friend
0: no worries